Hello, Vernon. Thank you very much for joining me for this interview. I know you've been very busy with your schedule, so really appreciate you taking time out of your day for this. I wanted to interview you because I saw a post in the real world about your first 5K month. Now, that is really insane. Uh, good job on that. Before we go into that, let's begin with how was your life before the real world? Yeah, so I joined the real world way before it became the real world. I joined when it was Hustlers University. So that was back in like August 2021. So I was like almost almost over a year ago, essentially. So at the time, it there were like 2K students. So it was very, mm -hmm. very small then. And it was kind of cool to have this like small demographic of people just learning from a bunch of millionaires. So before then, I mean, I... I'd had a few jobs, but I kind of, I figured out that I didn't really want to work a job and I wanted to be location independent. I wanted to make my own money online. I didn't want to wake up in the morning, have to drive to work, talk to a boss, be like, yeah, you know, do all that stuff. I didn't want to trade my money, my time for money. And before I, before I joined the real world or the Hustlers University, I was super broke and I couldn't even make my credit card payments. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you know, I was living in my mom's basement too. So, and I, I was in okay shape. And but besides that, I mean, nothing was really going for me. So when I decided to go full into Hustlers University into, into the real world, that's when I really started to make money. And I wouldn't trade that decision for anything in the world. And how did you find out about at the time Hustlers University? We led to mention Andrew Tate. Okay. Yeah. So I watched his podcast, his first podcast on fresh and fit. So that was the, the king of toxic masculinity podcast. That was, <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. So I watched that one and he talked about Hustlers University. I'm just like, okay, there's like a, a university run by millionaires. That sounds pretty cool. So I decided to join that and yeah, that's kind of how it started out. And who we are now. <clears throat> So what do you think gave you that mindset of not wanting to work for a salary, not wanting, not wanting to trade your time for money? Well, I actually, like I knew some people, like I, I was watching Sterling Cooper, right? And I knew some people who, I knew a guy who was living in this like penthouse apartment in Toronto. And he, he was like, you know, he's small dude, but he's smashing new chicks every night. So. I knew him and I knew the lifestyle he was living. So that kind of like working a regular job was ruined for me because I, I couldn't work that job and have that life at the same time. And I wanted to have that life. So that was sort of what inspired me to, to go down that path and start working for my own, start making my own money online. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. And why did you choose copywriting out of all the available methods out there? The all the other methods required money and i had no money when i ah, started right. out so makes sense copywriting you could start from zero and you can scale to pretty much anything so what has your experience been with the material with the copywriting material taught? what makes in this case the real world better than trying to learn yourself on the internet yeah so in the real world you have 
millionaire professor. I'm gonna gonna name drop him, Andrew Bass. He is he's the man. I'm gonna tell you that guy is the man. And he you have this guy taking time out of his his day. He's a millionaire. He's multimillionaire, and he's taking the time out of his day to drop in the chats to create lessons for the students. That like and he's he's he started out as a copywriter and then he scaled to being a multimillionaire and now now he owns some of the business your i can't say much about that but he he he's done a lot of work and really it's just amazing that this guy he takes the time out of his day to help people out in the chats he creates lessons he holds calls he holds a morning power-up call for everyone and he drops like insights about how to stay more how to stay in the game how to not get burnt out how to keep you know keep doing your prospecting keep doing your outreach and stuff like that so i'd I'd have to say it's andrew bass and even the community that make a really big difference in you know compared to go into more in depth into the community as well into that aspect yeah so the community is is cut up into I'd say it's cut up into to five, five or six distinct segments. So really the, the main four are the legions. So there's the legions, the there's a there's a captain, there's the apprentice who runs each of the legions. And in that it's sort of like a tribe of copywriters and marketers who, you know, we kind of assemble together and we we talk about new ways to we got to beat the other tribe you know we hold monthly competitions <laughs> like fuck fuck these nerds we have to defeat them how are we going to do more outreach than them how are we going to get more clients than them how are we going to make more money than them so it's that sort of competitive atmosphere i would have i would have said it's harry potter but harry potter is lame so it's it's much cooler than that i'd have to say it's for making money and getting clients and really winning at life in general and then one of the other segments is the it's just the main boot camp structure so we have a boot camp where it's like a 14-day boot camp where students who just joined the copywriting campus they go in through the boot camp and they learn the fundamentals andrew teaches them the fundamentals in those boot camps the legions it's sort of it's a little more advanced but it's at the boot camp where people really learn the basics and the fundamentals, where they really get everything down. And like the boot camp gives you the tools, and the legions show you how to work the tools to to your best advantage, if that makes sense. Yep. And then the last one I'd have to say is the experience chat, which is what I run, and I can't really we we talk a lot we talk about a lot of cool stuff in there. I can't really say much about that. Um, yeah. So. so yeah. And how long did it take you to become a captain? So I was one of the first of. So there were three captains in the copywriting campus at first, and I was one of them. So it, I think it was like December 2021. Andrew messages me on Discord when when we were using Discord. So and he and he says, hey. You know, I really like the stuff you've been doing for all the other students. You've been really helping them out with reviews and and helping that in the chats. And I'd like, I need somebody to create clips for me for these little like one to two minute video lessons for the resource channel. 
I said, yeah, sure, I'll do it. And then I created clips for him, you know, week on a weekly basis, and we got those pumping out in the resource channel. You can still find them in the resource channel. That's how I actually learned video editing. So, and then from there, he made me an apprentice, which is a captain, but at the time they were called apprentices. So made me an apprentice along with two other guys. There's Chief and Hilltop. And I love those guys, but they're fucking assholes. Fuck those nerds. But yeah, uh, yeah, super, super chill guys. Super awesome guys. And yeah, that's really how I started out as a captain. That was a great breakdown. I like, I like that. So how much time have you put into copywriting? Let's say when you started out, how much were you putting in per day? And how has that evolved over time? I'd have to say when I started out, I actually put in about three hours a day. And that was over the recommended amount because I actually asked the same question of Andrew. Is that how many, how much time do I have to put in every single day to get good at this? And he said, yeah, it's just one to two hours. And I just decided, all right, fuck it. I don't, I don't have anything else to do. So I'll just put in three. So it went from three hours and then it kind of got to a point where I was doing six hours of writing a day. And then it's kind of fluctuated in between, but now, now I'm at a point where, you know, whenever I'm awake, I'm working. So it's, it's no longer that kind of thing where it's that work life balance thing that people talk about that that's super gay. I'm more of the, I'm more of just the guy who's just like, all right, if I'm, if I'm awake, I've got shit to do. It's like, all right, might be dead tired, but it's like, ah, oh, no, I got this, I got this and this and this. It's like, all right, I'll do, I'll finish that stuff and then I can sleep. And yeah. So that sounds like a whole mindset shift there. So what do you think has caused that mindset shift from three hours to now just working whenever you're awake? I couldn't really say. I mean, it, it just depends on how seriously you take it depends on how seriously you take the work. And if you take the work seriously, if you actually want the thing that you, like I, I really wanted that certain life, lifestyle where, you know, I'm not going to a job every day. I'm making my own money online. I'm working with clients. I don't have to go to work. Somebody else can go to work, not me. Uh, I really wanted that lifestyle and I wanted to, live abroad and stuff like that so i mean i just went after it mm -hmm. and it's and now not can... really all that complicated it's just you have to be serious about it and now we can go on to the wins so i saw your 5k a month win what other wins have you had throughout that time yeah so i got a retainer client and i was making about over 2k a month and then i got another one just recently so we're, you know, we're working together and stuff like that. And I'd have to, I mean, I've just been making money every single month and it's such a big change from doing single jobs because people have, you know, people will post wins about their, about some big job they did, but I'd say it's much more impressive to get somebody on retainer. So mm -hmm. So somebody will post a win about $500 that they made. That's cool. Like, that's awesome. But did you get that same client to come back 
and retainer services again for the next month and the next month and the next month. So I got a retainer client back in June and I've been working with this guy for months now and doesn't look like it's going to stop. He really likes my stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm happy about that. And then I got another client just last month and then that's what took me to 5k. So I'm very happy about that too. And then he started paying me just a little bit more. I, I can't release that information yet, but yeah, it's, he's a brother in the war room. So sort of confidential. Mm -hmm. And where do you see your future heading now that you're, now that you're starting to scale like this? I'd like to scale to 10K a month within the next few months. And I'd say I, I definitely see a future outside of Canada because Canada is kind of lame because I live in Canada. Uh, it's basically a slave, slave colony. So yeah, it's not fun living here. But yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think maybe somewhere else, maybe Eastern Europe, scaling to 10k a month and then from there i want to want to go up to maybe a million but you know we'll see we'll see about 10k a month first we'll get you know Great. first see what's in front of me first and then that will mm -hmm. i'll worry about that later yeah it is exponential isn't it you first you need to put the work in and then once you start getting clients they'll just start rolling in exactly yeah yeah it's like it's like so, chicks personally but you know get one chick, then you get another and, you know. Yeah. I would like to go back a bit to the community aspect. You said you're not really sure what caused that shift from working three hours to six hours to, yeah, just doing it all the time. I'd say the real world teaches you discipline and which I'd like to, to get into, if you'd have something to say about that, how your discipline has changed and why you think that is. Yeah, and sure. just the friendly competition as well. So you talked about that as well. And I'd say that was a big part of it throughout where that competition just pushes you to do better because you see everyone around you winning so much and you don't want to fall behind. You see yeah. what is possible for them. Yeah, for sure. It's checking the wins channel. Like I used to check the wins channel every day. Like, fuck. <laughs> some asshole just made 10k and i'm just like ugh. it's like shit okay yeah i've got to do my outreach now so that's fun but i mean i i had the right people around me i'd say um andrew andrew bass and chief particularly those two guys they really helped i'd say inspire me to start just working every day all day every day and it kind of got to a point where I realized there's not much else that I could do besides work. Because everything in life is more or less work, even playtime. Playtime is work. So, I mean, it just got to a point where I realized everything is work and I wanted to work every day. And, you know, it's like all, like I even worked, like last year, I even worked Christmas and I worked on my birthday and I worked on, every single weekend. So yeah, I'd have, I'd definitely say it's that feeling of competition that you talked about as well. So people who have just heard this and are new to the real world, when they would hear that everything is work, that would be quite a daunting experience. 
So could you go a bit more into depth about why you see everything as work? Yeah, I'd have to say it's another mindset shift. And when you use it, when you come from the nine to five mindset, you start to see as you start to see work as a chore, right? You start to see it as like, ah, I don't want to do this. But when you're not working a job and when you need the money, it kind of becomes a necessity and it becomes something that you might actually enjoy given the right circumstances. And I believe even with the right work, with the right attitude, work can become something you enjoy. Now, you're not going to enjoy it all the time because that, you know, you got some chick, you might not enjoy fucking her, but, you know, sometimes it's got to be done. You know what I mean? So you got to do your outreach. You might not enjoy it. Sometimes it's just got to be done. You might not do, might not like prospecting, but it's got to be done. But then maybe the writing aspect will do it for you. So, I mean, it's kind of a explanation is a bit of a whole mess, but I'd say you get to a point where you realize that work isn't so bad. That the worst thing that could happen to you is to stay broke for the rest of your life. So that's what I'd, I'd cap it off with. That's good, yeah. And how seriously do you take your physicality? Because working out still applies to work as well. So I'd like you to speak about that. Work out every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I train for, I mean, it's, I mean, it's just more, it's more of a habit that's gone wild at this point. Because before I joined the real world, I was working out maybe like four times a week. And then afterwards, I started working out every day. And yeah, it's sort of that connection they make. But working out every day, like exercise in general, it helps clear your head. And, and of course, I mean, who doesn't want bigger arms, right? Well, what guy doesn't want bigger arms? So I'd like personally to be in better shape. And that's why I work out every day. That's, I mean, I, I work out for about 20 minutes to an hour and full intensity. It's that kind of thing. And it's just a personal thing. I I like to be in the best shape possible and I always make time for it. A lot of people say I don't have time for it. I always make time for it. So. And I guess since you've been doing it so long now, maybe you no longer think about the cipher, but the clarity in your mind from exercise is very useful for work, which is why I'm sure you would consider working out as part of doing work. So clarity, confidence, and yeah, looking better, all encompassing. Now, what would you say is the biggest lesson you've learned from the real world or from Hustlers University, if you could just name one? Man, there's a lot. There's a lot of lessons, man. Because Would you want to do a top very, three? <laughs> it's a very complicated answer because there's there's business lessons, there's there's relationship lessons, there's there's money lessons, 
it's just general life lessons. There's a whole ton. There's a whole series of categories. I think we can go for top three. Yeah. yeah. Top three sounds fine. Okay. So lesson number one, I'd have to say is you, you should start with speed. You should always act with speed. And this became the most apparent to me when I saw how other people in the real, in not the real world, but in the matrix, let's say like people like my family or my former friends, I saw how they operated in the world and they did everything incredibly slowly to the point that it was super, it was maddening. I don't know how they could live that way. It's like they're, they're living life in slow motion. You know what I mean? So I couldn't understand why they did that when I started learning in the real world in Hustlers University because they had wait so long to get something done that I could do in like 10 minutes. Like they, they'd wait four hours to do their outreach. I, I could just get it done in like 20 minutes. It's so easy. It's so, so quick. And you always need to act with speed because that way you build up that momentum. And when you build up the momentum, that's when everything, that's when it becomes an upward spiral. And that's when you, oh, wait, I've got five clients on, on the back end now. They want to work with me. You do your outreach every day. You do it fast. Oh, now I've got five clients. Now I'm making money. Now I've, now I'm scaling to 10K a month. It's that, it's that kind of deal. So I'd say, yeah, acting with speed. That's number one. And then number two. <laughs> Number two, you have to be able to to work through the burnout. This this was a big one because I wouldn't say that I've had I've had a few phases of burnout, but I wouldn't say they've been like world ending for me. Because people talk about burnout and they think it's like a disease. They think it's like depression or some shit. And burnout, it's not really all that bad. It's just you don't feel like doing it, and you have to realize that. The people who are making money, they're working through their burnout. They feel it too, but they're working through it. And you have to be the guy. Like you have to be the guy who can make money for his family, who can bring in, bring home the bacon. Like if your kids need to be fed, you need to make money. And if you want to make money, you need to work through the burnout. So that's, that's just how I saw it. And then the, the third lesson I'd say this one is more just an overall life lesson, just in general, because you ha there are people who you can disappoint by not taking action, and yet you have your ancestors, most of all. You can disappoint your ancestors and, and all the people, like your future children. They count on you to, to really make this decision. Like if you're, if you're hesitating on joining the real world, and you don't think it's worth it. Okay, well, have fun staying broke. Have fun staying poor. But your children, your ancestors want you to live a better life. And if, you know, if you worship God or whoever, your God wants you to live a better life. And they want you to take action. They want you to move forward towards the best possible direction. And the only way you're going to do that is by joining the real world, personally. So, 
A very powerful answer, Vernon. Thank you. What do you like about Andrew Tate? Why did that first sight of him on Fresh and Fit end up inspiring you to try out his hustles university? Well, I mean, I was already in, in the self-improvement space by that time, but I've always had the mindset kind of just in the back of my mind where if somebody who clearly knows more than me is speaking, I'm going to listen to them. Like if, if this guy has all the women, he has all the money, he's driving a Bugatti and he, he's in like top shape. Like he the guys literally ripped. He's a, he was a professional fighter. Why wouldn't I listen to him? Because clearly he knows something that I don't. And it was always kind of the same because I saw, like, my my family, they, they're fucking chronically fat. No offense to my family, I love them to death, but they, they can't lay off the food. And then they tell me how to get, how to lose weight, and I'm thinking, why the fuck would you tell me how to lose weight? You can't stop shoving a bagel in your mouth. So, I've always seen things that way. And when I saw Andrew Tate talking about what he talks about, on the Fresh and Fit podcast, I decided to shut up. I thought, okay, he clearly knows something that I don't. Okay, he's got this university. Okay, so I'm going to join. And yeah, I mean, that's, that was the thought process behind it. This probably is something I should have brought up earlier. Why are you referred to as Ronan, Hammer of Gods, Hammer of the Gods? Where did that come from? Hammer of the Gods, yeah. Yeah. That was sort of a uh, self-imposed title. But I I used to be Lord Commander, mainly because when I became an apprentice, they handed me a, a ban hammer. So, uh, and it's the same for the real world as well. So I became Hammer of the Gods, mainly because people would call my name whenever somebody was doing some degenerate shit in the chats, and I'd end up banning them. So that was sort of how things worked out. So somebody, you know, somebody was posting their, somebody was posting like a, a bad link for a very degenerate Discord channel, or they're posting a spam link or something like that. We know, okay, this guy's account is compromised. And then somebody would call my name in the chats. They they tag me in the chats and I'd be on the scene. I'd be like, all right, fuck out of here. So, yeah, that's kind of how things worked out. And that's why I took the name Hammer of the Gods. And how old are you, Ronan? Because you've accomplished so much in that time that you've been in Hustlers University in the real world. So, yeah, and you don't seem like a 30-year-old man, which I'm sure people would expect from all the experiences you've had. So what, what number would you give us? I'm 21 years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, 21 years old. Uh, not as I know. I know there's some 19 year old guys who are making more money than me, so that's that's kind of rubbed me the wrong way. So, I mean, in a, in a good way, of course. It's that competitive spirit. So I've got to got to kick their ass. It's that kind of deal. But yeah, I'm 21, and 
yeah i mean i i I saw the kind of life i wanted and you know i know people don't put much experience in youth which is something that i've I've had to to deal with but not on it hasn't helped me back if that makes sense so 21 years old for sure and for people new to the real world or who are thinking of joining what would you say would be a realistic expectation for when they would start making money like from what you've seen in your experience from over a year that you've been in the community well yeah what is the average time it takes until someone starts making money based off based off of how much time they're putting in yeah so for me when i first started it took me a few weeks so that thing where they say it's like you you see immediate like you can pay for your subscription and within the first month it's like yeah that's true you can because what i did is that i contacted one of my friends and he said hey i need somebody who can do some copywriting for me i said sure cool and that's how i that's how i made my first 150 bucks so i mean it's definitely possible to to start making money within as soon as possible if you know where to go i mean they they teach you everything that you need to know inside of the university they teach you where to find clients they teach you where you could they could teach you how to write the best most persuasive copy of all time and you don't even have to be super salesy at, at that as well you can be you can write like content emails you can write blog posts and you could still make a lot of money so i mean that's been my experience with that and what about people who say there's a who think it's a saturated market because of how many people are learning it i'd say that's a good thing yeah and everyone complains or they whine about the saturated market but i'd say that's that's a good thing because if you're actually good at what you do like i am if you're actually good at what you do then you're going to stand out like you're going to easily get the clients you're going to easily make a lot of money in a saturated market if you are really good at what you do if you have the skill down if, if you're really good at it if you're very talented at it and all it can take really is a month or so of dedicated effort to learn that skill you just have to really want it and you have to really try to get it and i'll be honest like you can't really fail if you just keep going so as long as you don't give up yeah yeah you'll you'll never fail if you refuse to give up so and as long as you know you're heading in the right direction where in this case you see so many wins around you so you know what you're putting time into is a valuable skill exactly it's like i'm in all these other guys inside the university they're winning and their chicks in there too they're winning they're making money i know everyone in there is headed in the right direction so all you really like if you want to know the right direction join the real world and you'll know where to go. And as long as you refuse to give up, you cannot fail. It's it's that simple. Right. So, and a great note to end on. So, thank you very much for again for coming on this interview. It was 
I'm sure it was very insightful for the listeners. Thank you for the time you took out of your day. Cause again, I realize how busy you are with everything that's going on. So really appreciate this. Thank you, Ronan. Thank you, Ruggs.